1: check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster, and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed.
0: Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Su. And I'm Neil Patel. And today we are going to talk about how Pepsi defeated Coke into battles and what you can learn from it. So we all know Coke. Is Coke still the biggest beverage company in the world? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and... Market
1: cap-wise, at least Coca-Cola is bigger. Mm Mm-hmm. Pepsi has a huge market cap as well. Yeah. I'm like looking up Coca-Cola's market cap. I'm like 99% sure Coca-Cola has a larger market
0: cap. So as he's looking for it, so here's the story. So Pepsi actually beat out Coke in in two occasions. And the story is really fascinating. There's a a book called Fizz or Fizzled, um, which talks about the battle between the two companies. And there's this other podcast I listened to that talked about the battle between Coke and Pepsi. It's called Business Wars. Um, So check out that one. But... What really caught my attention was that even the little underdog Pepsi, which went out of business a couple of times and had to be resurrected. What they did when Coke was way ahead and it seemed like they couldn't be stopped. Well, they said, Hey, 5 cents, you get double the amount, okay? So basically, Coke was charging 10 cents at the time. They are charging 5 cents. It was just their marketing play. 5 cents, you get double the amount. And they started taking over, and their sales started growing a lot, even when Coke was trying to sue everyone out of existence at the time. So, Neil, I mean, that seems like a marketing one-on-one thing. It doesn't seem that unique to us today. What are your thoughts around that?
1: Yeah, so going back first to the size, Coca-Cola is roughly 21% larger than Pepsi. If you do something that's very price sensitive, like uh, reducing it drastically, giving people real value for the money, even if that means you're going to lose money or have no margins, kind of like the Amazon philosophy, it's a great way to gobble gobble up market share and take over. Once you take out most of your competitors, yes, you want to start increasing your prices or eventually you're going to have no choice, but it's a great strategy at the beginning. It's just like Uber and Lyft. They kept offering amazing deals and bonuses for you to use Uber over Lyft or vice versa. It made it where the drivers eventually didn't get paid as much as they wanted, but that strategy helped Uber and Lyft grow into these multi-billion dollar companies and take more people away from not just the taxi cab industry, but also from them just buying their own car and driving. It's a great strategy, but if you don't have a ton of cash, it can hurt you and it may not work out
0: in the short run, right? So here's the second story and uh really like all these like these business war stories. So in the I think it's the 80s when did when did uh well I guess I don't want to like here let's just talk about the story. So in the 80s Michael Jackson was was really popular, right? And I would say even in the 70s too, right? 70s yeah 70s okay <laughs> 70s 80s right so michael jackson was like the king of pop the number one uh, pop star in the world right so you know at the time pepsi was losing market share again and they didn't know what to do so what they did was the secret weapon that they had their trump card was they reached out to michael jackson and they said hey we'll pay you you know a million dollars or whatever he's like no pay me a couple million dollars uh and i'll do it because i'm gonna make coke wish that they were pepsi right and after they did that uh, they literally like it was a uh, I don't know. They showed his gloves. It showed like his hair, everything. He just he, he did like a unique song like a for just for Pepsi for that commercial. And they just started to take off in the 80s. And I think I don't think they overtook Coke, but they really started to blow up at that time. So these are a couple two occasions where they really started to jump. They're lagging behind and they started to jump forward because they did these things.
1: Yeah, and when it comes to strategies, I personally prefer the first one, just undercutting the competition. I do it as well, and you see it these days by things like freemium or free trials or just even free. But now, with the second one, they're leveraging influencers. You guys all see this on Instagram with the influencer marketing. It's a mini version of it. It's quite expensive. It doesn't produce as much of a ROI as most people think. Yes, if you get a celebrity like the Kardashians, it can help your business. But let me ask you this. If Kim Kardashian promoted, I, Neil Patel, or my ad agency, Neil Patel Digital, and being like, they're the best marketers ever, a lot of people wouldn't really care because they're just like, Kim, you're known as a fashionista. She's known for being famous and probably a few other things. She is smart. I don't know her personally. But when people look at that, they're not going to be like, oh, we got to work with Neil. On the flip side, if Bill Gates or Warren Buffett said, You know, Neil Patel's ad agency is amazing. You guys got to all work with him. Everyone's going to be like, oh, Warren Buffett said something about Neil. He knows what he's talking about. He's business oriented. He has way less followers than Kim Kardashian. He may not even be on all the social sites. It just shows you that influencers that are relevant are much more effective than broad influencers. And that's why influencer marketing doesn't work that well because the people that you ideally want to promote you. In most cases, they're not online. It doesn't mean you can't find them, but it works much better for like broad consumer type of products or things that
0: have mass appeal. Yeah, I think Neil brings up a good point too, because it all depends on the times that we live in. So, you know, back in that day, you do, you do a Michael Jackson thing, everybody's like, oh, and then it's a consumer product, right? That everyone you know, can drink. People Every- drinks, yeah. So just think about like, it has to match up with your audience. And you know, just to bring up the point that you, you mentioned a second ago, a couple years ago, Pepsi actually tried to do it again. They did Beyonce and then they did uh, Britney Spears and it did someone else and it fell flat. Like they continue, their sales continue to de- de- decline because that's when, you know, people started to realize like America's like too fat and like, well, people started to like, you know, the war on sugary drinks started to happen. So keep that in mind. It doesn't always work, but it might give you a couple ideas. I think Neil brings up a couple of counterpoints that are really good for both the first story and the second story. Anything else? Nope. That's it for mine. All right. So that's it for today. If you want us to throw a live event for free in Los Angeles, all you have to do is go to marketingschool.io slash stats with an S and then rate, review, subscribe this podcast, help us get to a million downloads over a 30 day period. Once we do that, we will do the live event, probably looking at Q1 or Q2 of 2019. And we hope to see you there. This session of Marketing School has come to a close.